0: Amen. Thank you for allowing us to minister tonight. Luke chapter 3 verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Ghost ascended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son in thee I am well pleased. The King James, the 21st century version, it gives us a little more insight into verse 21. It says, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was open. While he prayed, the heaven was open. I want to take my title tonight from the last three words of that particular verse and simply preached, heaven was opened. I sense it in this house tonight. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this house, Jesus. We thank you for your spirit, God. You have been here in great measure from the very beginning, Lord. Before we ever entered the building tonight, you had purpose and you had intention, God, for those that would show up. Lord, I pray you would take this word, God, that is presented to your people. Lord, I pray, God, that same anointing that fashioned your word in the beginning of time would rest on your servant in this wonderful congregation of people right now, God. I pray your voice would be heard, God, and the voice of man would be dim tonight. In Jesus' name we ask. Everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Heaven was open. Most of us can point to particular people in our life who had an effect on our spiritual well-being, had an effect on where we are today. Most of us can point to People in our life that were synonymous with prayer. When I begin to talk about my Nan Long or my Grandma and Graham Hathaway, I begin to think of people of prayer. When I think of my uh, great uh, Papa Tracy and uh, uh, Nana Tracy, I think of people of prayer. People who impacted the earth with their prayers to heaven. And many people that are here tonight, you can kind of think back over your life and you can pick out folks just like that. There are powerhouses that are a part of our Pentecostal movement. I begin to think of men like Billy Cole, powerful men in prayer. Some say his wife even more so. God anointed them to powerfully minister to see hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I think of Pastor Anthony and Sister Vesta Mangan who prayed a powerful church into existence in Alexandria, Louisiana. I'm told that in the year 1972 began a a prayer meeting that went uh, uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, and it is yet to be unbroken. I'm talking about that kind of prayer that opens heaven. I think back in my own life to a man named Peter Wright in what is known as Mission Point St. John now. Back then it was First United Pentecostal Church. He was a personal friend of mine, and... My office was just in the very back wing of that church. And every day I would see Peter come and he would park his car. And he would come into the church, Pastor Woodward. And I remember he would have, a, he would have his water bottle attached straight to his side. And he would come in at 3 o'clock every day and he would ge- begin to pray. And he would move heaven. Things would begin to happen at First United Pentecostal Church because of prayers that were offered at 3 p.m. in the prayer room. Since then... Brother Wright has passed on and he's buried in a cemetery that is overlooking the church there, almost as if to have a continuing prayer watch upon Mission Point Church. The author Luke of our text, he must have been somebody who was powerfully influenced by the consistent and the powerful prayer life of Jesus. He mentions it many times in his writing and many times in stories when other gospel writers leave it out completely. It should be no surprise that in our text the mention that Jesus was praying after his baptism is particular to the gospel of Luke only. Luke on eight other occasions he calls attention to the prayers of Jesus. After labors of ministry in Luke 5 16. Before choosing the apostles in Luke chapter 6 verse 12. Before Peter's great confession in Luke 9 and 18. At his own transfiguration in Luke chapter 9 28 to 29. Peter mentions praying for Peter in Luke chapter 22, verse 32. Jesus in Gethsemane, Luke chapter 22, verse 41. Jesus praying for his murderers, Luke chapter 23, verse 34. And Jesus praying at the moment of death in Luke chapter 26, verse 46. It would seem as though this personal prayer life of Jesus had a Powerful effect on this author, Luke. He saw firsthand on many occasions the results of personal prayer. He saw the results of prayer that were made clear in our text that prayer, in fact, opens up heaven. Heaven was open as if it was shut up until that particular moment. Theologian Peter Pett, in his commentary concerning this phrase, heaven was open, he said this is simply a phrase that signifies that the earthly, or earth, excuse me, the heavenly is about to affect the earthly. It was a spiritual opening of heaven. The point being made is that heaven was about to act in the earth's affairs and what resulted would come from God and from God alone and not from man. What we're talking about tonight, heaven being opened, I sense it about to happen in this building tonight. I sense in my spirit that something is about to take place. It is on the supernatural level. Something that we can't work up on a human level. Something that can't happen on our own. It's not going to happen in our flesh, but it's only going to happen when we go to prayer. It's only going to happen when we knock on the door of heaven. It's only going to happen when we ask and say, God, it's us again. Something is already happening. You can feel it. If you have that discerning spirit tonight that senses the presence of God beginning to minister, your spirit has already stirred in this service. Open up the sky. Fall down like rain. We don't want blessings. We want you. Open up the sky. Fall down like fire. We don't want anything but you. You see, we need to understand tonight when our desire is for him, blessings will follow. Heaven will open. The scripture, it speaks many times of heaven being open. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 12. And the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. The heaven to give thee rain unto the land in his season and to bless all the work of thy hand. Ezekiel 1 and 1. Now it came to pass in the thirteenth year and the fourth month. In the fifth day of the month I was among the captives by the river Chibar. That the heaven was opened. And I saw visions of God. Mark chapter 1 and verse 10 and straightway coming up over the water, he saw the heavens open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. Psalm 78 and verse 23 though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened up the doors. Of heaven revelation chapter 4 and verse 1 after this the revelator says I looked and behold a door was open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was that of a trumpet uh, as a trumpet talking with me which said come up hither and I will show you things which will come to pass after Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 you know it bring you all the ties into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts if I will not open up to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and there shall not be room to receive it. You see, God is getting set to open the doors. God is getting set to throw open the windows of heaven in response to his people tonight. What an amazing thing it was as the Spirit of God began to move in that first song and people began to respond to the Spirit and God began to respond to his people. You see, that's how it works. When we respond to him, he responds to us. When we pray to him, he sends everything. Answer to us. When we worship Him, He sends things down to us. That's just how it works. In John. Jesus speaks to Nathanael after his revelation of who Jesus was. He says in John chapter 1 verse 50 and 51, Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Nathanael, hold on. You're about to see some things you haven't experienced yet. Daniel, Nathanael, hold on. You're about to witness some things in the supernatural. Realm. You see, our God can open up heaven for you personally tonight. You see, it's not something that He reserves for just a chosen few. It's not something that He just reserves for somebody who was called at a particular time, but He has heaven open for you tonight. Stephen, the scripture tells us, was in the spirit. Acts chapter 7 verse 56, and it says, And behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Acts chapter 10 and verse 11, And, so, and I saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending upon him. That was from a man named Peter. You see, God had a revelation for Stephen. God had a revelation for Peter. John the Revelator in 19 and 11, he says, I saw the heaven open and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And the righteous he doth judge and make war. I want somebody to know tonight that God has an experience for you individually. It's something that Pastor Long can't can't feel for himself. It's something that Pastor Jack's never going to experience. It's something that God has for you and he's destined it for you alone. And the Heavens are about to open tonight and you're about to experience what you've been praying for. You're about to gain what you've been asking for. God's about to intervene on your behalf. Charles Spurgeon was convinced that if God is going to work in the local churches, those churches must be committed to prayer. He said, we shall never see much for the better in our churches until the prayer meeting occupies a higher place of esteem among Christians. My heart was overjoyed this morning when Pastor Jack began to explain what happened here Friday evening as God's spirit flooded the house when this people began to, began to storm heaven, as his people began to pray. You see, God responds to people that pray. God responds to people that ask him to act. We need to ask. We need to seek. We need to knock. And God will come through on his promise. You see, if we want him to act in this manner, if we want to see the supernatural, we have to meet in greater numbers. We must pray with greater fervency. We must watch with more earnestness. We must believe with firmer, steadfast than we ever have before. You see, it's through prayer that God allows us that God empowers us to have a spiritual influence upon our world. Second Chronicles, chapter seven, verse 14. I'm reading from the expanded Bible. It says, "Then if my people." who are called by my name or belong to me, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and stop their evil ways. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal or restore their land. We have never lived in the nation of Canada where it needs to be restored more than it does right now. We have never been in a place where our land needs to be healed by the almighty touch of God like it does right now. You want to make a difference in your land? You pray. You want to help your nation? You pray. You want to stand in the gap for your nation? You pray. Why? Because when you pray, the heavens will open. We sing a song of the Pentecostals of Miramichi. Most likely you sing it here. It says, we've waited for this day. We've gathered in your name calling out to you. Your glory like a fire, awakening desire. Our hearts, they burn with truth. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're singing. Open up the heavens, we want to see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our praise. Come on, anyone who want to fill every part of this house tonight? He responds to our prayer. He responds to our worship. He responds to the action of his people. The bridge says show us your glory show us your glory show us show us your power show us your glory Lord come on we need to pray that prayer right now God if I want to see anything in 2021 I want to see your glory I don't care if I see some brand new uh, uh, technology I don't see if care if I see some brand new thing God I want to see your glory I want to see the heaven open like I've never seen before I want going to experience you like I've never experienced you before. There's something that's going to happen. And it's going to happen through the prayer of God. Oh, I sense it tonight. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this house. God is getting set for heaven to be open. As I was preparing this message, I began to scour the internet for a proper picture of Fredericton. And I don't know if you noticed it on this screen tonight. But this is the skyline of your city. I want somebody to know tonight. Fredericton, heaven's about to be open. Fredericton, there's some things that are about to happen. Fredericton, there's a revival coming to you that you never even expected. Fredericton, you're going to reap where you didn't sow. Fredericton, you're going to enjoy blessings. Come on, heaven's about to be open. God's about to respond to somebody. Jesus' life was and always will be an example to us. He shows us that our prayer will bring results. How did he example it? What happened when Jesus was praying? When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And well, he prayed. The heaven was open. But it doesn't stop there. And the Holy Ghost descended in bodily shape like a dove upon him. And the voice came from heaven and said, Thou art my son. In thee I am well pleased. Here we see the results of that prayer of Jesus. First of all, the heaven opens. That means that anything becomes possible here on earth because the heaven is open. There becomes a visible demonstration of the Spirit of God as that dove descended upon Jesus. The voice of God that you've been looking for, the answer that you've been looking for, that voice, it is heard. God points to him and said, this is my child. In him, I'm well pleased and God is caused to declare his joy for this prayer that opened up heaven. What amazing results we can claim when we pray. I believe it with everything that's within me tonight. When we pray, heaven is open. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus has been ministering and He is becoming popular among the people. And we're told that one day He made a trip to the temple. He shows up for church on this particular day and what He sees does not please Him in any sense. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables and the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And He said unto them, It is written... My house shall be called a house of prayer, and you have made it a den of thieves. Jesus reaches back to a prophecy from the prophet Isaiah to drive his message home for the people. These people would have been familiar with the words of Isaiah. Isaiah 56 and verse 7. Even them will I bring into my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. You see, we need to understand that prayer was the plan for his house from the very beginning. Because God doesn't change, his plan doesn't change. Jesus makes it plain as he cleans out things in the church that day. He's not impressed by the abundance of distraction. He's not impressed by the abundance of stuff. He's not impressed by fanciness or what pleases the eye. He's not pleased with lack of prayer. When Jesus finishes upsetting the tables of the money changer, he lets them know of his true desire. He says, My house shall be called a house of prayer. You see, the thing that ought to distinguish God's house is prayer. The thing that ought to change the atmosphere is prayer. The thing that ought to upset the environment of our world is prayer. The thing that should set the table for what God wants to do is prayer. Jesus didn't say that his house would be called a house of preaching or a house of music or a house of fellowship or a house of singing. Those things are all good. I believe those things are needed and they bring strength. But Jesus said my house shall be called a house of prayer. Why do you think that is? Why was that so important? Because Jesus knew one very important principle. Jesus knew it was prayer that opened up heaven. Jesus knew the action of heaven is influenced by the prayer of earth That means you and I, we have a direct influence on the spirit realm in our generation. I think we can take it for granted for so many times. I can't really do anything. I'm not really going to make a difference. But the humblest saint of God calling upon the Lord, it causes heaven to open. You see, the church was not born while somebody was singing. The church was not even birthed while somebody was preaching. It was birthed for the very first time as the Spirit was poured out on the apostles gathered in the upper room because they were praying. Because prayer connects us with God, prayer opens up heaven, prayer allows us to experience what we couldn't experience on an earthly level. E.M. Bounds, he said, What the church needs today is not more machinery or better machinery. Not new organizations or more novel methods, but men through whom the Holy Ghost can use. Mighty men of prayer. You see, if we want to be more like Jesus, we'll pray more like he prayed. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus finds himself in the greatest crisis of his life. At this moment of crisis, this life-altering time, what does Jesus do? Matthew 26 gives us the story. He goes to the garden of Gethsemane to pray. And Jesus called with them, uh, called them with him to a place of prayer called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And he said unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Stay here and watch for me. And he went a little further and fell on his face in praise, saying, Oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time. He went away and prayed, saying, O oh, Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. He left them and went again and prayed again a third time, saying the same words. You see, in the garden, the scripture makes it plain for us that Jesus went a little further in prayer. It wasn't his routine prayer meeting. He knew that something was going to about to change the destiny of the entire world, and it would take going a little further in prayer. You see, whether you're a rookie or a veteran tonight, as a Pentecostal or apostolic, it doesn't really matter. There is another level of the Spirit that is available to you. There is another level of prayer that is available to you. We can go a little further in prayer. We can dig a little deeper in prayer. We can climb a little higher in prayer. Come on, we can get more passionate, more fervent, more desperate. The Scripture lets us know on this particular occasion that Jesus prayed once. He prayed a second time, and he prayed a third time. You see, we need to understand prayer that opens up heaven. It is not a one-and-done thing. It is people who are called to prayer repeatedly and continually. Here we are back again, who go and get in their closet again, find themselves in a time of prayer again. That next day, they pray again. That next day, they pray again. That next week, they're in the same closet of prayer praying again. Why? Because they know one prayer isn't going to make a difference it's going to take a second prayer a third prayer perhaps a fourth or a fifth or a sixth because prayers that open heaven they are not one and done Paul said to pray without ceasing James chapter 5 and verse 16 it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much the amplified classic it says this it says confess to one another, therefore that's your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Here it is, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes a tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. You see the Bible, it is a prayer book. Prayer is mentioned countless times in Scripture. Prayer, the word itself, appears 128 times in your King James Bible. The very first instant of somebody praying was Genesis chapter 20 and verse 17 where Abraham goes to God to prayer for Abimelech. Last mention of prayer in Revelation chapter 8 and verse 4. It speaks about the prayers of the saints and what they do. Throughout the Bible, we find many instances of God's people praying and God answering their prayer. You see, God works significantly through the prayers of His people. Abraham prayed for Sodom God gave them one more chance Elijah prayed for God to send fire fire falls. Elisha prayed, the dead were raised. Daniel prayed continually, the lion's mouths were shut. Hannah prayed and her closed womb was opened by the Spirit of God. Moses prayed and Israel was delivered. 120 prayed and the Holy Ghost fell. Cornelius prayed and truth was revealed. The church prayed and Peter was delivered from prison. Do you see a pattern that is developing here? You see when we pray, when the saints of God get a hold of Jesus, that prayer, it opens up heaven and there's an action that starts to take place. God heard the prayers of these people and He answered in life-changing ways because prayer causes heaven to open. We know that God can do anything. Anybody believe that tonight? There's nothing that's impossible for our God. But yet, God chooses to operate within the boundaries of human will and invitation. He allows you and I to participate in His work here on earth. With each prayer that we pray, something shifts in the heavens. Musicians, you can come back. I'm almost done. Leonard Ravenhill once said this about prayer. He said, one might estimate the weight of the world. One might tell the size of the celestial city. One might try to count the stars of heaven, measure the speed of lightning, tell the time of the rising and the setting of the sun. But you cannot estimate the power of prayer. You see, prayer is as vast as God because he said he is behind it. Prayer is as mighty as God because he has committed himself answer it think about that just for a moment if you would tonight the God who cannot lie has committed himself to answer the prayer of his people sometimes we wonder if our prayer is really doing anything but I came in this house to encourage you tonight God's about to open heaven to Fredericton God's about to heal bodies here in Fredericton. God's about to deliver the addict here in Fredericton. God's about to heal homes here in Fredericton. God's about to raise up some deliverers here in Fredericton. In this service tonight, God's about to raise up some intercessors here at Capitol Community Church in Fredericton. Why does he do that? Because prayer opens up heaven. Prayer moves the hand of God. God, you're about to open up heaven. You're about to work on our behalf, God. You're about to intervene, Jesus, of the affairs on earth. I wonder if we could stand together tonight. There are very real needs that are in this house tonight. There are folks that need their body completely healed. They need a physical touch from God. There are folks that need a financial miracle. You've been asking and seeking God. Anybody been praying about a few things? Anybody been asking God about your family? Anybody been asking God about the times we're living in? In a moment, we're going to pray. And when we do, heaven is going to be open. We're going to see a visible manifestation of the Spirit of God begin to work among His people. The presence of God is going to encourage each one of us as we begin to give ourselves to prayer, begin to give ourselves to worship. Things are going to happen here in the spirit that we never dreamed would happen. There is an anointing in this house right now that is present to minister. Anybody feel it? Anybody sense it? Come on, would you just pray in your own way right now? Pray that God's going to open up heaven. Yes, Jesus. God, we believe you tonight, Lord. We trust you for what you're about to do, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Somebody intercede. Somebody get in the gap right now. Yes. Yes, Jesus. God, we need you, Lord. We need your touch, Jesus. Oh, yes. Heaven's getting set to open. God's getting set to intervene in the affairs of men right now. Heaven's getting set to act on your behalf. Come on, Fredericton, something's about to happen. They're getting ready to sing in just a moment. We did it this morning. We opened the altar. We're going to ask if you have your mask on when you come to the altar. We're going to social distancing. Pastor Jack said we did it at Walmart. We can do it here at Capital Community. God's getting set to intervene for somebody. I I feel I feel a witness of the spirit right now that he's doing this. Praise team. Go ahead and begin to sing. There's faith that's being lifted in the house right now. The presence of God is here. If you... Come on, if you've got a need right now, present yourself to God. Watch God open heaven. Watch God act on your behalf. That's it. Somebody act in faith. A mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our praise. Yeah.